Disclaimer. The material in this video podcast is not to be taken as a replacement for therapeutic services. This is for entertainment purposes and represents the sole perspectives of the individuals involved. If you are experiencing an emergency, please contact the appropriate authorities or professionals. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of TikToks. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Caitlin Baker, aka That Fat Doctor. And this is... (laughs) I am the other host, aka That Black Doctor, even though I didn't give you the first name. So it's weird to pronounce it in that order, but I'm Dr. T. DeGans. Yes, so... If you watched our last episode, we talked about self-love and self-hate, um, and I actually our viewing party for that is in a couple hours, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, <laughs> so um, today we're gonna we're gonna switch it up, and and we're gonna talk about uh, toxicity and in, in relationships and boundaries and how to set boundaries with toxic people. So. T, I'm gonna let you start this out. Where where are we going? Let's let's just go. Well, first things first, what's toxic? You hear that all the time. And that's not just a Britney Spears song, which is a really great song, by the way. <laughs> but toxicity is basically anything that just brings you down. It, it gets in your head. It gets in your heart. It gets in your body. It gets in your soul. Like It just brings you down to being around those people. And I've been around a lot of those people. It, and maybe it's a little bit different in terms of the specifics for you know whoever's going through it. But for me, the idea of having a toxic person or a toxic family, it's insanely relevant. And I've been in a relationship, well, multiple relationships where the entire family was toxic. Everything they say and do is just negative. Anytime you are having a conversation with them, you feel worse because you were in that conversation. It's just one of those things where no matter what happens, you feel like you want to get out of it and that's just kind of how I define it. What are your thoughts? No, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that, like, people think toxic, and they think manipulation, they think abuse, they think, but they don't think about, like, the subtleties that can be toxic, and that's, like, being around people that are constantly negative, or making little microaggressions, which are little kind of passive comments that I like, like, the hit and runs, like, they hit, and then it sinks in, and then that person just walks away like nothing ever happened. Um, but I, I do think that, like, people, toxicity is, is more relevant than most people think when it comes to people in their everyday lives. And not saying that everybody in your life is toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be. I mean, it, it is possible. Um, it is. I, I mean, I've had my fair share of, of dealing with people that I would rather have not dealt with in my personal life mm-hmm. um, like everyone from the place we met yeah <laughs> yeah the mm. <laughs> the place our team and i met was there there was some toxicity up 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 in there uh, and again that's gonna be an episode for another day about that place <laughs> but yeah i i mean I think of toxic, I think of people who are trying to push my boundaries, get something from me, um, taking advantage of me and and my kindness, and, you know, someone says jump, and I say, how high can I help you? Um, So, 
I think that for me, that's what toxic has shown up in my life mostly is, is that, and it's again, just negativity surrounding me and like hopelessness a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So the, from working with clients and also just in personal experiences, the most toxic thing I see is these like little narcissistic traits. Like it wouldn't be like a full diagnosis for a lot of these people, but these things where clearly it's you and it's not me. And like, okay, well, maybe it's a little bit you. And like, nope, it's you. <laughs> You're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> well, one of my favorite experiences is with all humility, like in attempt, I'm trying to speak to this person. I'll try not to even give like gender so it doesn't like give it away, but I'm trying to speak to this person and they're telling me how I'm not a good friend, which is like one of my like number one like triggers. Like I am a good friend, excuse me. (laughs) I'm not a good friend. How I'm just not available when they need me to be. And I'm saying, I've answered every text. I've always been a phone call away. I reach out to you more than you've ever reached out to me. I can understand, it's not true in my opinion, but I can understand why you feel like I'm not a good friend. But let's talk about this. Mind you, I'm the one that brought up, I feel like it's not really going that well. So anyway, I'm the bad person. And by the end of this conversation, I realized I don't want to be a good friend to you. <laughs> I shouldn't have even like done this, right. but it was my feeling like I need to be the person that brings things up because you're not that person. Yeah. It just became this conversation of, no, you need to just admit you're a bad friend. Like, okay. And then, and then what, then what happens from there? I just what accept that and then I'm supposed to be better after you <laughs> make me do that. So yeah, that, that was kind of the most recent thing that's happened. And right. I was like, I wish I could just show you like a screenshot of our friendship <laughs> over time. And you just be like, here, prove it. I bet. I bet. That's a good example. I think I've been, I mean, personally, I've been called toxic, which I, th- I think is going to come as quite a shock to many people. <laughs> um, but I, I have boundaries and I enforce those boundaries. And when someone wants to cross over their boundary, those boundaries that I have established and I do not let them, um, then I get called all kinds of nice names. But uh, my boundaries are, are what keeps me sane. I don't like saying that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I need them to like try to think of a good example of a boundary that I have. Um, and it just depends. Like I, if I don't want to go somewhere, I'm not going to let you guilt me into feeling like I should have to go. If I, cause you all know that I have um, some chronic illnesses including lupus and some days like my body's just like no fam like we're not we're not going anywhere today mm-hmm. and if I were to tell that to say one of my family members they would get quite angry with that because they also have chronic illnesses and they kind of are like just push through it um which like I understand that that might work for you mm-hmm. but when I have pain I have pain like I got a 12-hour tattoo fell asleep during it because it didn't hurt. So when I say I'm in pain, I am in some mother freaking pain. Mm-hmm. That's one of my really hard boundaries is just like respect my ability to say no. Um, and I've, no- I've noticed that kind of concept with a lot of people is you think you know what someone else is going through, but you never do. 
it doesn't matter if it's the exact same scenario you're a different person with different experiences right like i have tattoos doesn't mean it's an easy thing to do for me it was easy doesn't mean it's easy for everyone right the same thing with everything else whether it's an addiction whether it's a relationship whether it's anything in the world you don't know someone else's experience and you need to respect the way they set their boundaries yes and a lot of people just don't do that and i'm giving you permission dr caitlin right now i give you permission to cut out toxic people in your life you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to cut off relationships. I know one of the biggest thing in my family, my, my dad has always said, all we have is each other. I have two sisters. All you girls have is each other. Um, but if one of them was toxic and was really bringing me down, like, I don't care that they're family because that's my well-being and it would impede my ability to help others if I wasn't feeling as well um, due to someone else's actions. So, um, you can cut off family members. You are allowed. You're allowed to, to get rid of people in your life who are not supporting you and who bring you down. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. Of course, mm -hmm. a lot easier said than done. But I'm just saying, if you, even if you have that thought in your head of like, I could walk away if I really wanted to, can be empowering enough sometimes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that the toxic piece is just like, oh, I have this friend, which a lot of times it is, but sometimes toxic chooses you. You're born into it. And then other times you're way too far in to realize how toxic your situation is. And then you're like, oh no, <laughs> I should have seen all of these flags a long time ago. Yeah. I have and like, I, like I, I think every person does have some toxic traits. Like there's no such thing as like someone who's like, like I, oh, my, I don't <laughs> <laughs> I have toxic traits. Um, one of them is being eliminated. No, uh, <laughs> I really do. I um, I'm honestly I cannot get my shit together. I'm a really messy person. Like I am. People assume that I'm like super neat and together, and that is not true. Um, my house is a mess, but it's not like dirty. It's like clothes because I like gloves. But so I'm just, I was just an example. Like toxicity is literally in everyone. And last episode, I think that we actually touched on how, you know, being self, self-love and self-confidence does not equal, I don't have any toxic traits. Mm -hmm. It equals, I can see my toxic traits and I can work on them and become better. So that's the other thing about this is like toxicity is not point blank oh you're toxic bye it's it's okay let me notice these things about myself let me notice that you know maybe this isn't such a great thing that I do or maybe this coping skill is hurtful to others or whatever it may be and just say like okay well let's let's fix that it doesn't mean I'm a bad person let's just let's fix it everybody has toxic traits right they're yours so and line with setting boundaries you should also be open to hearing about your toxicity toxicity and your toxic traits and then actively work on them see where they come from understand why you're doing these things and replace them with something that's healthier and that's going to be a huge weight off your shoulders to get that out of there and everyone else is going to be happier because of it and if i could just plug my merch real quick <laughs> go the fuck to therapy 
Honestly, going to therapy, identifying your toxic traits, addressing them, processing them, like T said, figuring out where they're coming from, why it's happening, figure out something to replace the behavior with. Go to therapy. My dog's barking. This is a hot mess. I don't even care. <laughs> Let's talk about how to set boundaries and mm-hmm. when to set boundaries. Okay. That was my intro. Oh, <laughs> clearly wasn't prepared. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think setting boundaries is really multifaceted and it's extremely difficult to explain in the amount of time that we're going to be doing this podcast. But we can start with some basics. For me, the number one is time. I value time more than anything else. I think my time is extremely important. I think other people's time is extremely important. So I always make sure I'm doing my best to consider that. So an example of this is I have a do not disturb set for my phone. Laughing because I You don't (laughs) overslept the other day on T. So he's talking about stealing time and I'm over here like, yeah, I've stolen your time a few times. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Continue. (laughs) so that's the thing like i set alarms i plan ahead and that's just what i do because i value it so much so if i need to be somewhere i would rather be 30 minutes early than five minutes late it's all about time for me um same thing with clients i work between this time and that time if you need to contact me here and it's an emergency you're not supposed to be talking to me anyway call you know the right authorities if it's something you just want to talk about in general cool set up an appointment like that's what's important yeah it's for my mental health and it's for your sanity too if you have someone that you can constantly reach at all times you're not using your own coping skills you're not using your own ability to rate whether or not it's actually an emergency or not you're just yeah you're just relying on others and that's also a form of toxicity if it gets to a certain point yeah so i mean you just kind of touched on therapeutic boundaries right so in therapy therapists are like we have to have hard boundaries in place for clients because clients will and it it may not be ill-willed it could just like they're just trying to get to know us um but they they ask questions they they we're emotional hookers (laughs) yeah they they push um and you know there has to be that the entirety of therapy is a mind game in a way of, of we try to stay, you know, one, one step ahead in some ways of like, in my head, at least it's like, okay, this, what I just said could have this or this response from this person, which one do I think it's going to be? And then well, well, my response, it's a game, but, um, you know, the, the boundaries piece is, is part of playing that game and, and reflecting it and saying like, well, I'm, I'm curious why you're asking that question about me. Would it, be important for you to know that about me or what's the therapeutic value in this so therapists get real good at playing that let's turn this back on you Mm -hmm. um because it's true if you're asking those questions i mean of course you want to know your therapist but i think that those things kind of get found out organically and if you're asking up front it typically is something else going on underneath that that you're actually curious about so Um, And the whole dynamic, of course, of psychotherapy is that the therapist is supposed to be in psychodynamic theory, kind of like a blank slate where the client is able to project all of their thoughts. Their thoughts, feelings, emotions. Yeah, 
because you're just supposed to be like an inanimate object, basically. Um, so when, when people know things about you, you're no longer an inanimate object. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it gets complicated with therapy and boundaries, but um, those boundaries are important. It's important to have boundaries with your therapist or for them to have boundaries with you more likely. <laughs> and then also, yeah, oh yeah, oh, that's way more stories. Um, <laughs> and then there's also the piece of you setting those boundaries for yourself in the rest of the world. So I just use the example of time, but it can be other things as well. So let, let's talk about other boundaries that you've like, set for yourself where you felt like it needed to be this way. You kind of mentioned earlier, there's this idea that you don't want to be pushed to do something if you're not like physically ready. Is there anything else? Yeah, it's, it's more of the guilt that people associate. They're like, like someone will call me and they'll be like, mm -hmm. what are you doing right now? And I'm like, nothing. Let's hang out. No. No. Well, why? You just said you're not doing anything. Because doing nothing is my plans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's, that's one of my hard ones. Um, what other boundaries do I set? It's hard to just like come up with boundaries on the spot because it's just one of those. No, that's what makes it so fun. Yeah, um, for you. So, yeah. <laughs> with, okay, I do set, so like with TikTok, I do set boundaries because um, I legally and ethically, there are messages that I cannot respond to or that people are, I get a lot of messages and I get a lot of wild messages and they're basically a lot of kids saying anything they can to get my attention, to get a response from me. And at first it really pulled on my heartstrings because that's just who I am as a person. Like I want to help everybody and I know that my response like just something as simple as me writing a couple words would make someone's whole day um but I had to stop doing that because I realized I was spending hours and hours and hours on TikTok responding to messages so now I'm a little bit more choosy about which messages I respond to not like I don't like the content of the message like if someone's thanking me I'd be sure to like you know, say you're, you're welcome. Thanks for supporting me. If someone's wanting therapy advice, I don't, I can't give you therapy advice. Um, not one-on-one, -on -one, not individually. It just, um, I can do it, you know, when I'm on, on lives and you ask general questions, I can do that, but I can't do very specific stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I can provide resources if you need help or if you're, if there's an emergency, I can say like, you know, call 911. Um, so I've, I've had to be careful with boundaries that I set even on TikTok and, and doing what I do. So mm -hmm. just another example of boundaries come in all shapes and sizes and you can set them for literally anything that you want. I would say one of the most important things is to set it for self-care because mm. people forget that all the time. It's like I need to go to work and do these hours. I need to take extra for overtime. I need to make sure that I'm focusing so much on my grades at school like yeah all of those things are important but when you're retired when you're graduating you're not going to think of I'm so glad I spent another 10 hours like studying that week you're, you're going to be like I wish I spent more time with my friends welcome back we yet again had technical difficulties but um I think I think we figured it out because I think I'm just stupid and don't know how to work my computer, but we got it. So we back. We, we done back. did it. All right. And T was in the middle of a rant and then we forgot what it was and then we had to go look again. So here we go. I don't call it a rant, but let's go. So <laughs> anyway, it it's really important to engage in self-care 
and to realize how important that is. Because yes, you need to focus on work and you need to put in the hours. Yes, you need to focus on school and you need to study and you need to get good grades, all important things. But when it's all over and done with, when you graduated, when you're retired, when you're trying to spend time with the family, with the close friends, you're not gonna remember and be thankful for all the times you put in the hours to study. You're not gonna be super thankful for all the time that you just went to work, went to overtime. You'll be thankful for what you did because of that as a result. So did you spend more time with your family? Did you get to see your loved ones? Did you create great memories? And if you don't, that ends up being your greatest regrets. And you can look that up. That's research. It's just what it is. So look at Erickson's theory of development. What's his last stage is what contemplation or, you know, you're either look back at your life and you're happy with what you did, or you have regrets about what you did and wish that you had spent more time with family. So that's literally, you know, one of the founding fathers of psychology. One of his, his principles of development is that you reach that age. And once you're older, you, you, you do look back on your life and you think, you know, do I wish I had spent more time at the office? I don't think anybody would ever say that. I think that they would say, I wish that I spent more time with my family or my friends, or I wish I traveled or did this or, um, so, yeah, just interesting that everything's tied together in psychology, apparently, literally everything. And I, I'm fortunate enough to say that I've lived my life that way. Like, I've traveled all around the world. I've traveled all around the United States. Yeah. Comes at a great price, for sure. But I'll always have those memories, and I'll always have those stories, and I'll always be able to tell people that I've done all of these things, and it's, it's in here. Traveling has become like part of your identity. Like that's something that I know about you and that you're very passionate about and proud of. And um, yeah, I think that that's great. And I think that our listeners would love to hear more about your adventures later um, on other episodes. But I, 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 yeah, I think it comes down to um, what you want your life to look like if you want to be unhappy and have the same people in your life that are maybe causing some of the unhappiness and you are having a difficult time with setting those boundaries and releasing that then that's your choice but you also have the choice of step, stepping up saying i'm not going to let you treat me this way this is what i want my life to look like and this is what i'm going to do to get it to look that way and you can do it a lot easier said than done, obviously. But yeah. All right. So I think that's a great way to wrap up today's episode. And this episode has lasted like three hours because we can't <laughs> get our shit together. <laughs> um so I hope that that helps. I know that like there's so much more we could talk about with boundaries and you know, using specific examples and and maybe specific examples of how to cut out toxic people or even more personal. For watching on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe, click that notification bell, all the stuff. Um, New episodes and, drop every Sunday. They will be less chaotic than this one. <laughs> we, we can only dream. Um, so yeah, like and subscribe. New episodes every Sunday. And remember that you are loved and beautiful and kind and good and everything does get better eventually.
Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace out, Girl Scouts.